Blog Talk Radio. If you want to, you know, inhale smoke and what have you, go ahead. But 
don't make it disruptive for everyone else in the building. And it sounds like that would be a problem for whatever reason what they're doing because I know where you are. Um, that's a very closed-in space, and if they're not uh, being at least considerate at the fact that they, you know, can go by the window or even step outside, then, yeah, maybe they need a petition. Like yeah, you said. Let me let me tell you what I think happened yesterday with these uh, neighbors who, who moved into the first floor. Now, now the spearheader of this petition movement is um, a guy named a very nice guy who lives on the third floor named Alex. He's the one wearing the, the mask. Uh, now, uh, more like a bandana. Um, but when I walked, I walked out of my apartment building on Sunday morning, and um, when I walked out. Uh, these this like pedophile van showed up. There's, mm-hmm. You know this this like big white pedophile van showed up, and I was like, who the hell is driving in this kind of van on a Sunday morning? And then these ladies jump out of the van, and I, I I'm like hundred percent sure that that they are my new neighbors because they were like really obnoxious. They jumped out of this really okay, wait a minute. van. They started screaming like, hi Alex, and that is not, I am not out, you know, so they couldn't get the cipher between me and him, um, and then I go, no, 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 that's, that's the other guy, ain't nobody got time for that, and I kept walking, and then the girl goes, ain't nobody got time for what, and I said, bronchitis, and I kept walking, I was a little scared in that moment, I didn't know what to say. Ah, so, okay, well, it sounds like you guys, you know, you've been there longer, it sounds like maybe you just should say something, I mean, uh, I, yeah, well, they, that, they did, that's the I thing, mean, people, they, they've been warned, you know, by the landlord, uh, and and then they've gone and talked to them, and they just don't give a fuck. Mm. Well, now, I, again, it's funny. I heard this before. People fight so hard to stay in the city, and then, you know, you're opposed with uh, different situations where it's like you almost want, want to leave, but that's not it. It's just it's something that we're all kind of enclosed on each other when we're trying to find a safe place to rest. And you don't really want too many crazy things around you. So, I don't know. That Speaking sounds like of, something. Right? Wh- crazy where, things around you. Where in you. God's name are you calling from? What's it sound like? Uh, you sound like Cool in the When Cool used to call, I used to talk to Cool in the gang when I worked for his publicist. Cool in the gang. He always sounded like he was in a wind tunnel when he called on his telephone. I just walked around the corner. I'm in Astoria off of Broadway and Steinway right now. And I, real, I was charging my phone and I realized that I needed to call in. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, dude, because my housing thing, I thought I found a place out here. I've been there since uh, only Friday, and I need to get out of there by tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. So I was looking at some places in Harlem, and I thought I had a place, and then now they're telling me I don't, but then they gave me another name of a person who needs somebody from the 15th through the 30th, and I can tell you his name because he knows who you are. His name is Ryan okay. as well. So What's it's just been uh, stand by. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it just is. It's crazy. Ryan uh, D A W L E Y. Ryan Dolly. Oh, how did how do you know that I know him? He said he knew of my name through you. So I guess I'm almost famous. <laughs> Let's hope so you're not as right, terrible as that, that movie, though. 
Right, but that's a, that's the best I could do right now because the uh, nice Greek family, they want their house to themselves and everybody's going to have to get out before Christmas. And I was like, you know what, I'll get out before then after but that was not the stipulation that I moved out there on. And now I have, I don't even want to stay there any longer than I have to. So that's what's going on with me. They invite you. They invite you into their home, and then you're not there for five days, and then you got to go. I don't understand. I don't either. I think the people that were there before me really screwed them over, and I I paid in advance, but uh, they just don't want it. Now I know they won't put me on the street, God willing, but I just I don't need that stress in my life. I really mm-hmm. don't. Like I'm I, and I. Anyone listening to the show, I'm very sorry, but the best thing I want, I really want to do, uh, having survived almost four and a half, five years out here, is just to be still. And I really would just like to curl up around my big sister's feet and just be still because the thought of being homeless in the winter here in New York is crazy. I think I will be able to sign a lease on January 1st, but in the interim, I'm scrambling. So... If, if anyone hears this and they have a place that they want to rent that's clean, bug bed free, and you know the roaches they don't pay no rent, but they serve a pur- they serve a purpose too. Even the mice serve a purpose because they'll eat the cheese, whatever. Uh, you know, my name's Tamika Kid, and I need a spot because I'm 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 just about done. After this, I'm going to go back into Cronin and Phelan's because that's where I am. I came outside of the uh, bar. Uh, I'm gonna go in there and actually have my first shot of Jameson just to try and not cry myself to sleep because it's crazy. But, you know, we got Mr. Cheeks coming up. We got the other, what is the, what is the other band? <laughs> We're going to have Jeffrey Paul Bobrick on his play, the Billboard Award winner who yes. uh, is known because uh, Al Sharpton and his daughter <laughs> invited <laughs> Mr. Bobrick to sing at a memorial for Michael Jackson up at uh, at the Apollo, and Jeffrey mm. uh, had this song called, uh, I believe it's called For Michael. Uh, very mm-hmm. very good song. Um, and okay. uh, he what he's doing, and he, he's debuting his Hanukkah song uh, that he alleges is better than than Adam Sandler. Oh, nice. Well, I mm-hmm. in all honesty and fairness to your uh, listeners, you can have me for the next. 10 minutes or 20 minutes or so, but I don't want to interfere with your show because it's just been an incredible 96 96 hours that I've been trying to find a place to live. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know what I wanted to ask you about, uh, especially that we're New Yorkers at this point. Um, What the hell happened on the subway platform where you have time to take a picture but not help somebody? Mm, I cannot... Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk. That's, thank you for reminding me. I wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, it was, was, the guy died. The guy was because, you know, nobody went, nobody went to help him. Well, from what I've heard on the platform, because that's one of the stops I get off on for one of my theaters up in the sure. 59th and 52nd. Oh, yeah. yeah, 49th is the stop. From what I've heard so far is that... The, the man that pushed the other man onto the track stood there so the other people didn't feel, supposedly didn't feel safe to go over and help him. Now, you know me yeah. as a medic being paramilitary trained. I still would have assessed the situation, 
as best as possible. And worst case scenario, kick the, the other dude in the nuts and pull the other guy up by the belt strap. I mean, that it would have been one, two, and done. But it sounds like it was a little more chaotic than anyone is letting on because I heard I heard everyone move to the other side of the street or not the street, other side of the subway station. Because so they saw the altercation happening. So yeah, they, they yeah, man. And, yeah. and I understand the photographer. Sorry, there's a bus. Sorry, more wind tunnel. Um, uh-huh. it, it sounds, the photographer, he's like, okay, it sounded crazy when he said it. He was like, no, I was trying to signal with flashing and flashing and flashing. And I understand that, but it, now knowing that that individual that pushed the man over was still in the location and threatening other possible passengers, that is a very threatening situation. And you, you, don't, you, that, you, yeah. cer- you, cer- you certainly don't want to get pushed in, too. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm going to go with God's grace on that and, you know, just think that there's nothing they could have done. But at the time of day, and it's a major station, it's 49th Street, everybody's getting off there at 50th. I just, I, my heart hurts because... It looked like that man, like I said, someone like me, if I thought, if, if I was there and I thought it was safe enough to even remotely do anything, I even went away to the last minute and pulled them up as the train's coming in, you know, because at least you can roll onto the platform. So I I, right. I, I don't know. Then you, you've also seen the story of the little short, some little short New Yorker out in Brooklyn, the Bowling Green Station, I believe. They pulled somebody up that stumbled onto the platform, and we've all done it. That's the thing. In New York, we've all done it. We've all been... Uh-oh, sorry. I don't know what that was. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've all been on the platform kind of drunk, you know? But I've never engaged anybody that's more crazy than me. I'm not I'm not doing that. So... <laughs> You've so, drunkenly I mean, fallen onto the platform, onto the, the rails? No, we've all been drunk on the platform, so if someone comes oh, yeah. up to you, or you are, and the thing, and what I've heard is that uh, Asian gentleman approach that man, I would never do that, I'm not approaching nobody, and, you know, mm-hmm. being a tall black woman, and the way I carry myself, uh-oh, I think I see this white, this white van coming toward us, that's funny, you're a child <laughs> oh, molester no. man, um, I, uh, I, you know, People think I'm a cop sometimes, and especially out here in a story, all the white folks are like, oh, officer. I'm like, look, and I just keep walking. You know, I don't impersonate a police officer, but it's like, okay, well, what's what's good? You know, and I just, in, in Midtown, I even get that in Midtown, even though all I am is just a medic, that's fine. But if me being an officer uh, allows you to not mess with me, then that's even better. So that's fine, but and because I dealt with something on the same tra- or the R train at that same stop, um, mm-hmm. even though the yeah. R train's pa- bypassing that stop, uh, this man just kept talking to people and he seemed erratic, and I kept watching his hands and making sure he didn't have anything silver or black to pull out of his pockets, you know. So you know, it wasn't going to be another Saturday Night Live skit, but I, you know, it was a sunny day out here, and I had my sunglasses on and. You know, I just looked at him, and I didn't say anything until he touched uh, one woman trying to get her attention, and she looked at me like, help. And I told him, I said, sir, you need to back up. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sorry, officer. And I was like, all right, well, just back up. And then by the time we hit Queens Plaza, I said, uh, you know what? This is our stop. Because I figured he didn't know what the hell was going on. So 
we got I got I got him off of the train at Queens Plaza and I was like, All right, bye and I got on the next car and took off with the train. Because I was like, I don't have I ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but, uh, excuse my language, but no. And this was like two days after that man had been killed on the subway platforms, like no. We mm-hmm. we're not doing that. We're so you were that. a very good Samaritan. You did your yeah, because no one was harmed, but I just, yeah. in light of everything else that I'm going through, I just mm-hmm. really, really do not have time for that. <laughs> I just, I Speaking can't of, do it. I'm, I'm very, I'm very worried about you. Let's, let's talk about this a little more now. Now, the, okay. your, uh, you say that that you you got in contact with Ryan Dolly. Uh, is, is does he have like a sublet or something? What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, somewhat to the first of the year, and then hopefully with the people that I've made contact with, we will, uh, other people, we will sign a lease on January 1st. But I'm still looking at other options. But the main option that I know that I need to execute within the next 48 hours is to get out of the place that I'm currently at. That's why I'm not even home. That's why it sounds like a wind tunnel. I'm outside. Like I said, Cronin and Phelan's talking to you because I don't even want to go back to the house right now. Um, my stuff is safe, but I just, mm-hmm. um, the when I got the place, they said, oh, yeah, you know, long term, whatever. But I, I was the last person to get there, so apparently the other two people that were there uh, messed over the landlord, and now he just wants everybody out by Christmas, and I don't. I'm praying that I don't spend Christmas alone because I, I thought I knew enough people in New York, but I, you know, maybe I'm mistaken. But uh, I just don't – I don't even want to be around them any longer than I have to. I would rather mm-hmm. get into a place where I, I at least have 21 days to be still until I either get the assistant manager job, uh, house manager job at uh, the Snapple Theater, or – um, Jude Jamson calls me for more shifts and, you know, I make more money that way. Otherwise, you know, it, it might be Chelsea for my black ass of the YWCA. I mean, I just don't know. Honestly, I mean, I'm, I, I, it's funny. I had to laugh because even with uh, the little unemployment that I'm able to uh, garner because, you know, I paid into it, I got a letter. I got a letter from the government the other day. Um, the letter that I got said if our government does not have a budget, uh, the fiscal cliff budget set yet, all unemployment is stopping. Right. So it's going to be anarchy in a minute. Right? So a lot of people don't know about that. Mm -hmm. If they haven't received their mail yet. You should be able to get uh, well over a year, like 90, 90 weeks or something of, of unemployment benefits, and now it's, it could be 21 weeks. And if you've already had, you know, more than 20 weeks before, then it'll it'll just stop if the budget isn't settled by the uh, president of the house. Well, it's getting ready to be real special because I was out here. That's why I'm here at Cronin Salem. It's my favorite Irish pub in the story right off Broadway and Steinway. Uh, we did a fundraiser for uh, the people, the victims out in the Rockaways uh, here in Queens, and um, those people are going to be affected as well because it's not just unemployment or emergency help. 
everything was stopped. Everything was stopped. Right. So it, it might, it, 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 you know, it's almost, it almost, I'm afraid that it might look like that movie Escape from New York. And a mm-hmm. part of me just wants to take my black ass back out to Carson for a minute and wait until the first and then come back because I, I, I just, I don't know. And all this could change. It's only Monday. All of this could change, you know, by Friday. Uh, even the right. government budget, my stuff, everything could change. But from what I know right now, what I've been informing people about, and they're checking their mail now because it's Monday and they're getting the same letter, people are really getting freaked out. Like, okay, well, maybe the Mayan calendar isn't real, but this is real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it's like uh, I, I would, I want to say, that oh no they'll you know they'll get it together they'll make a compromise everything will be fine but you got to remember that this is the same house of representatives that let the uh, that didn't pay their bills you know let the the U S credit rating drop uh, which has never happened before in the United States history never same, happened so it's it's, inter- it's, a, it's a very interesting scenario that's sizing up and maybe that's why I would rather be around my big sister and my family. In California until things just settle down for a minute, but you know, mm-hmm. California is bankrupt too. So I don't know, man. It's you know, like I said, for anyone else that listens to this podcast, I just I can't stress just keep the people that you love close around you because it's crazy. Like I I never thought that I you know gainfully employed would be homeless, and now I'm facing that, and that bothers me because I don't understand what is taking place. And Here's when I say gainfully, gainfully employed, even with the little unemployment that I'm able to get when I'm not working my shifts, I still yeah. have money. So it's not that I'm, it's not that I don't have an income of any sort. It's just, right. it, it's just very weird right now. So, so what are we going to do? Have Have you contacted my my friend Michael yet? The one that I talked to you about a little while not ago. Not yet. You know what? I'm I'm glad you reminded me of that because I that's what I need to do. I when I can sit down for a minute and um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, look at that email or the text message you sent me about that. I will do that. But if you can get a hold oh. of him faster, please, you know, help us out because I, I I can't call this one. I don't know what's going on. I've okay. done everything right, and it's real crazy. So I, if I, I imagine if I'd done if I'd done everything wrong, like you know, Robin's still up in the upper east side where I was working yesterday, maybe it'd be different. But doing everything right right now is not working out. <laughs> well, you're you're gonna be fine. It'll all make sense when this is over. Um, and let's talk about uh, well after after the show, we'll exchange information on how you can get in contact with him. Okay. Um, also. You're talking about uh, the the uh, you've applied to become house manager at the Snapple Theater. Yes, where one of the beautiful, the longest running musical ever, uh, the Fantastics, uh, plays you know eight times a week, and I'm praying that I get that. Even if I end up doing the merchandise, that's fine. I don't care. But it, yeah, at the Snapple Theater, and the, the folks there seem to like me. I don't even care if I'm mopping the floors. That's mm-hmm. fine because I at least. I'm still within that. And, again, obviously I still do the uh, ushering thing in front of house staff and front of house medic and what have you. But I, you know, we'll see. Because I like, I actually really enjoyed the show The Fantastics. And, like I said, it's the longest-running musical in history. And it's a wonderful show. 
Well, so here's the other thing we're going to do is, is I just so happen to uh, be friends with the, the lead in the Fantastics at the Snapple Theater. So hmm. I'm going to holler at him and just put in a good word for you uh, okay. in terms maybe he knows people at the theater who work at the, you know, in front of the house, all that stuff. And um, he's a very good friend of the show, really nice, really just really gorgeous, too. Gorgeous. Okay. Oh, that's um, even better. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I can't even look at. So those two things. So those two things will be our next step. All right. That's that's okay. That's what I can uh, try and help you with. Is with the we'll contact Michael. We'll talk. We'll text back and forth about how to do that later. And then uh, and then and then I'll, I'll contact my friend to to see. Now you've already applied to this assistant house manager thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So they have your resume and information mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll do that as well. So um, Mr. Cheeks is uh, it has not called in yet, Tamika. Um, should, should, do we do we pull out the dot dot dot? Or do I email Geo or what do we do? I would email Geo yourself. Um, okay. He did not. He just sets it up. He did not realize the last time when we had Young B, she, you know, she was going to be late. But the thing is, I think people are on CP time. And uh, I just, I, I, I got an earful the last time I was texting him, and then I had to explain to him after the show that the reason I was very urgent with my, uh, urgent with the subtext of my text was because we were on the air at the time, and we didn't want to have dead air. Uh, and, you know, he, I, I got an earful of it. I, if I were you, I would, Get a hold of him yourself because I don't want to go back down that road. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I understand I, that something. I, I still, uh, you, I still got, you, huh? Uh, you stood up for me and you guys you got scolded. Yes, and you know, anytime it's almost uh, history. It's indicative of history. Anytime black woman stands up for a white boy, it just gets kind of special. <laughs> That's Wait, all. you stood up to a to a white boy. Wait, he's white. No, st- I st- I was standing up for you, trying oh, to get oh, oh. this thing going, <laughs> and it just he's like, uh, you know, it was just it was okay, but it, it just uh, he his philosophy is, and you know, I'm trying to be professional about this. Halfway, excuse my language, halfway fucking professional about this. He said that once he sets up the interview, that's the end of his job. And I tried to explain to him as a stage manager and trying to help with the show, my job extends past that. So I need to know mm-hmm. what's going on, what's good, because I've got these people booked, you've got these people booked, they need to call in on time because that messes up, it doesn't mess up the whole show. But, you know, we thought we dealt with Young B, and it went on as a normal interview with her, but I felt bad because at that point, by the time she got on the phone, we were both kind of a little stressed out. That's all. And and we had another interview. We had a surprise pop-up interview, too. Right. So if I can can stress upon you to do that, because the other thing, too, I'm afraid of, and I don't know if Mr. Cheeks is listening now, waiting, calling up. The white van starting up. Sorry, I'll move away from this white van. Um, I I almost want to say that this man is attracted to me, which is why he's so hard on me a little bit. 
to like conform me into what he wants, and that's not happening because mm-hmm. I have no attraction toward him. I got a man, so I'm good. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. So wait, you're, 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 you're like openly insulting the guy who 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 who's been booking uh, these guests. I'm not insulting anyone. That's uh-huh. I do business a certain way. When I tell people ten thirty, you Wait, better what did hit. You just say? Did I'm not. In, way? I'm not insulting anyone. <laughs> when you just don't know what you're feeling, or you can't find the right words to say, well, that's the moment you start to realize you're feeling a certain way. You feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I said it. See, I'm out here Uh-oh. too long. They go, whoop, 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 whoop
so so uh, that did you, was. Did you did you uh, email Geo? Yeah. Or no? I did. I I did email Geo. Yes, of course. Well, he'll get uh, it. In the meantime, you know. Should I text him? Should I text him? I don't want to go. I would, you, know, I don't I would te- you don't want to get the same wrap that I got? I would text him. Go ahead and text him because I'm curious <laughs> to see if you get the dot, dot, dot. Um, how are you feeling now since you got over your illness? You sound a lot better from last week. Oh, my God, so much better. Um, yeah, that was a mess, wasn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, you got over it, so it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what? Everybody in my office has just been, you know, dropping like flies. Mm. Again, I'm so, I came back outside. I'm sorry I sound like a wind tunnel. Because they just, they just <laughs> turned the music up because the football game is starting. So, you know, we do what right. we can. Oh, who's playing tonight? Uh, the New New England, I can't even say it right, New England Patriots, which that's why I can't say it right because I don't like them at all. I'm a Giants girl. And uh, the Texans, I believe. And I saw one of the players that looked really hot, but I don't know. He looks like a lot to handle, so I didn't even pay attention. So I go back inside. <laughs> right. Sorry, Tamika. I'm just I'm texting your boy now so he could yell at me too. I mean, okay, I texted him. Let's get back on the thing. Okay, I'm back with you. Um, I can't believe I'm asking questions about football just to fill in the time. I hate football. That's not it. You can't hate football. Well, actually, you can. Is what part of like Connecticut are you from? New Haven, Elm City. Mm. And you don't like the Patriots. That's not your stuff? Nah, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but you know what I like is fictional football. Fictional football. I, um... Friday Night Lights is my favorite show ever, and I really love the league. So I really love football in forms of fiction, but not in reality. Mm. Well, you know, like the brutality of it or what? Actually, I like college football better, but, you know. What would you say? I like college football better than professional. Um, and that's oh, You know what? So. Keep talking about why you like college football. Let me just text your boy back. Okay, the reason I like college football and everyone else is listening besides my uh, homelessness situation, I like college football because the guys are cuter, younger, and faster, and the game moves a lot faster. Um, where I am in my location right now here in Astoria off of Broadway and Steinway, I came to this specific spot, uh, Cronin and Phelan's uh, Irish pub, to watch the Army-Navy game because I know a lot of families that have uh, their loved ones that are still in active duty. So... It was kind of a, it was a good way to show our support and be with them while we're watching the Army Navy game because those folks are going to be, you know, shipped out soon um, to try and protect our beautiful great country, providing the Mayan calendar is not real. So beyond that, you know, uh, although I, I did see really ugly uniforms, and I normally don't comment on that because I'm a true football fan. And I forgot the name of the school, but they changed their uniform, and it, it looks ugly. There, or as a friend of mine called it, their outfits. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, you know what, Here's what's confusing: is is even Mr. Chief even re, retweeted this? Uh, even let me see. Let me try. I'm just gonna try tweeting at Mr. Chief directly. 
Well, hey, try it because we're not playing a joke on anybody, and as as horrific as the the outcome of that joke that somebody played on the royal family out in uh, London, then that poor nurse. But yeah, try that. Because at this point, this show is live, live, and it should be fun. So if he can call in, he calls in. The thing is, if he doesn't, then at least you got at the person that can get a hold of him too, as well, besides you. Because I, I can't, I can't call it. At least you got a All hold right, so of the person that you know can get a hold of him real quick, maybe. And so you, you know, know what? This almost sounds like a Wendy Williams show, which is bad. <laughs> well, how, so the wheels, how so? Because uh, some, well, at least her guests show up on time, but she hasn't been. This, like I said, sounds like some CP time, so I don't know what's going on. I really don't. You know what I think is, is that when it comes to, to this call-in internet radio, it's a lot of artists are, are used to people you know, calling for them as opposed to calling in themselves. So mm-hmm. I think that that has a little bit to do with it, just because it's not the common practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we're making it a practice. You already won a Shorty Award. It's not like we're, you know, bullshitting people, so it don't matter. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, if they, if they want to get on, they get on. If they don't, they don't. I told you about another artist friend of mine who is really doing oh, yeah. a phenomenal job. Uh, his name is Adam Cohen. And uh, mm-hmm. you can Facebook stalk me and find him for that. Uh, but I, I'll give you his number off the air for that. But uh, he would be really good to have on your show as well. He plays uh, acoustic music. He's done a lot of shows in Rockwood and other places in Brooklyn. So maybe we can try and set up something where we're at one of his shows. Okay. No, he has my birthday. I just, I just. I just Googled him, and it, it looks like he was born the same day as I was, but 10 years before me. Okay. He's a cutie pie. He's got um, really thick Jewish curly hair, and he's a nice man. I mean, Adam Cohen, this, this guy, if it's the same guy, his father is Leonard Cohen. That information I don't know. I only worked with him when we were at a, the same yeah. post-production house. Yeah, um, I think- is it, is, it, is, it a, is it a white dude with uh, really thick curly hair? Uh, white dude, kind of curly hair, yeah. Well, no, uh, it can't be kind of curly. Maybe that's not the same guy. <laughs> oh, hold on, I got another text. Who's this? Uh, nope. Oh, let me make sure. No. Okay. No, I wasn't. I was just making sure it wasn't Chio. Um. So, okay. Uh, kind of curly. Right. Let me look at these. These pictures. Yeah, no, I what think, pictures? I think, yeah, I think this is him. I Google, I Google twatted uh, Adam Cohen with a guitar. Yeah, he got a guitar. Okay, then that's him. <laughs> what I if think. it was a guy with straight hair and a guitar named Adam Cohen? Then that wouldn't be him. No, it wouldn't be. You know, Adam has really thick curly hair. I used to tease him that his hair was kinkier than mine. And you know what's funny? When I was trying to catch my breath running from Astoria to Harlem to find a place and then just get informed before we came on the air that I didn't have that place because they put me in contact with Ryan, the other Ryan, um, 
those people asked me about a few other theater folks that we all knew in common, so they're, you know, still trying to work it out and help out. But that's priceless because uh, one of the little girls in McDonald's, when I was trying to catch my breath, I'm sitting at McDonald's eating my double cheeseburger Happy Meal, and this uh, high school student was like, you know what, you have really pretty hair. And I'm like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And out of out of all out of all of today, I at least got a compliment on my hair. And I was like, all right, because I mean, I have Native American hair and African hair and Irish hair, so it's uh-huh. not that curly, it's not that mm-hmm. straight, it's wavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, anybody that's listening that has suitable housing that doesn't have anything crazy going through it, I'm actually an attractive yeah. woman, although I am seeing someone, so I don't I don't know how to help you, you know out. What? Yeah. Tamika, we have we have a caller. I I think it's I believe it's our second guest. Let me just verify this. Um, okay. Let me. Okay. Two one two. Is that is that Mr. Cheeks or is that JPB? JPB. JPB. All right. <laughs> All right here we go. Uh, here we go. Our our accidentally our first guest tonight um, is uh, has a new song out called It's Hanukkah, which. Uh, he self-proclaimed as better than Adam Sandler's uh, Hanukkah song. Please welcome Josh Groban. Ain't got nothing on him. It's Jeffrey Paul Bobber. Right. Nice. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how, how you doing? No, no. How you doing? <laughs> Hey, I grew up in, in New York City. I can do that. I can. I don't know if Josh Groban can do that, but I can. How you doing? I know. I hope. I hope I never have to endure Josh Groban saying that. Oh, you know what? I will tell you something. My 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 Josh Groban. You know, Josh Groban and I actually have two mutual friends on on Facebook now. And I recently, he was suggested to me as a friend. This is true. <laughs> and I. Isn't I was that like, funny oh, how okay. it will suggest it will suggest people? Someone suggested a. Jerry Miller, or not Jerry, Jerry Mitchell to me, and I was like, okay, I already know the man. That's all right. I have his email. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be his friend on fucking Facebook. Jesus. Um, wow. Okay, so what, what I'm happened? Not him. You got suggested. You got suggested that you become friends with Josh Groban, and and then what? You friended him? No, no, I've not. I'm not friends him. <laughs> I, I don't. No, not because not not for any other reason than that, that I don't know him. Never met the guy. Never met the guy. But what oh, I was going to say is my is... no, because we've spoken about Josh Groban before and how I am I am compared to Josh Groban at times, and mm-hmm. Josh Groban is very successful, so that's not a bad thing per se. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but we have said that we are, don't love every song of his. So. Uh, that said, I saw him do this thing where he was tweeting, where he was singing the tweets of Kanye West. Did you see that? No. Brian. He was sang the tweets of Kanye West, and I will always love Josh Groban from now on. No more hating Josh Groban. No more anything. I just want to be as good as Josh Groban someday so I can sing the tweets of Kanye West just like he did, because that was brilliant. It was, just imagine, he was, you know, totally serious, you know, singing these ridiculously, you know, wonderful tweets. It was great. Loved it. Wonderful. Loved it. That kind of reminds me of when uh, William Shatner started reading uh, Sarah Palin's book on on the old opponent stuff. Yeah. What is going on over there? You don't don't even want to know. 
You don't even want to know. Stand by. <laughs> Any way you could set to a quieter location? You could. Yes, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Oh, good. Okay. Um, you could temporarily meet so, yourself and then, you know, unmeet yourself. Uh, so, Jeffrey, it's, it's been it's been a bit of time. Um, I'm happy to have you back. Uh, the I read somewhere that you are performing somewhere at 11.59 p.m. What's the deal with that? Oh, um, <laughs> that that actually, that that performance has, has come and gone. I was doing an uh Oh. An event at uh, at UCB, but thank you for talking about it. Yeah, I did an event at, uh, oh, UCB. at Upright. Yeah, nice. UCB. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, are you with uh, were you with Kelton, Mike Kelton, big Irish dude, red hair, the blue eyes. Uh, he's a, well, what's he's really more... cool? Yeah, is he cool? What, well, what's what's really cool is that I I'm not really deeply involved with UCB, except that recently, I, in a way, I, I almost have become a little bit involved because, uh, for one thing. They had me do, uh, you know, perform as a musical guest at one of their really cool events. And then with uh, with the video that I just did that you were talking about, I did a, we did a music video for uh, for Hanukkah. Uh, we actually cast um, a number of UCB people, and the person who directed the video is is a UCB alum. So I suddenly find myself surrounded by uh, people from Upright Citizens Brigade. I see. Now the one in I'll LA or the one in uh, New York. Um, is there a difference? I mean, I always thought that it, it, it's the same, you know, kind of idea, and just you know, people live on on both coasts. I didn't. Is there a difference between the two? No, well, there's different people because Jeff Hiller, who was in Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, is with the UCB mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles. But okay. my friend Mike Kelton, who writes for Us Weekly uh, once in a while on the Fashion Commentary, he's doing the one the UCB down the Lower East Side, which is what Got I. It. That's how I know the affiliation of UCB. Oh, got it. Do you know um, Rebecca Uh-oh. Drysdale? Maybe by face. That name doesn't sound familiar right off the bat. But. She was somebody who is, she's great. She's a friend of mine, and she uh, made a wonderful video that uh, that is called uh, It Gets Better, which I highly, highly recommend. And it was directed by the same person who directed my Hanukkah video, but she is a UCB person who has been both on the Lower East Side and is now on the West Coast doing stuff there. So sometimes people do migrate. Yeah, so she's probably with Jeffrey Hiller. They just finished uh, the spoof. Um, what was it? It was like a spoof on Silence of the Lambs, like a little musical thing that they just did out there in Los uh-huh. Angeles. So, but uh-huh. I, I, you know, I'll get back to you and check on that. Okay, let <laughs> us know. Because remember, Hanukkah. remember, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the street here in the story. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. My, I know. My, my resources are limited for. Uh, I mean. <laughs> That's all right. Speaking it's of cool. your Hanukkah cool. video, Jeff. Yeah, speaking of um, that, yes, Ryan. Yes. So uh, this this song. How did this song come about? How did the video come about? Um, and uh, and and uh, tell me a little bit about the song, and we'll we'll play it. Cool. Um, well, in in 2010, uh, I I have a, a fairly active uh, YouTube presence, and in 2010, I did a cover of Winter Wonderland, and a lot of people really really like that. Uh, that video, and then in November of 2011, I started getting emails and posts on my Facebook page and things like that, and people were saying, "What's your holiday song this year?" And mm-hmm. I kind of said, "Wait, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing that I did. I just did, you know, I did <laughs> all right, you know." And and so I started to to think, well, okay, I could do a a holiday song, I guess, sure. 
And then I started to think about what I should do, you know, and what holiday songs and, and I like. And I realized, um, having been raised Jewish, I'm not the most religious person, but I was, you know, brought up in that tradition. I didn't want to sing, let's say, Oh Holy Night, before I sang a song that was, you know, that had something to do with Hanukkah. And so then I looked. Wow, that's so loud over there. Um, <laughs> then I then I looked. What is going I'm on? sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm on 38th Street and Broadway off of Steinway, dude. I'm in Astoria. Let's, I'll, I'll cover oh, my That's because you're in, like, the loudest area in Astoria. Right. I know. That's why I'm trying to cover the mic with my phone. But being a tall black woman, I'm holding it over with a fist, and people think I'm ready to punch somebody, and that's not it. So I'll just cover it. <laughs> Wait, Sorry. I, I still recommend so that you don't, uh, you know, I'm sure that, that you know, someone's going to either want to, you know, uh, kiss you or, or, or punch you or, you know, something. <laughs> but may I, may I recommend, if you don't mind, um, if you, when you weren't speaking, if you muted yourself, then you wouldn't have to hold a fist, and then you just press the mute button, and then we're good. Oh, God. Now, I just got this phone, so let me see if I can figure that out. If I hang up, I'll call back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So okay, go ahead. Stay with us. Don't don't Let's don't get in a fight story. though. It's not it's not worth okay, it. Okay, here I go. I'm gonna mute myself and now now somebody's gonna run by me and try and take my phone, but I'll still kill it. Well, someone so if someone tries to take your phone, just hold your hand in a fist like you do and they'll be scared. Yeah. Right. Okay, so here we go. I'm if muting. If you wanna say something though, you gotta unmute yourself. Right, of Correct. course. That's what I'm saying. I gotta hold the phone out. <laughs> so whatever. Because a little uh, whatever. But here we go. Okay. I'm muting. All right. Okay. If, Oh my gosh! Wow. Continue, Jeffrey. Ah, yes. If you see something, <laughs> say something. Hey, are you, the, the funny thing is, I can still hear you, so don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the other day, I saw this really tall black woman. All right. No. So um, <laughs> she was just walking the street, you know, and I was like, hmm. I don't know. I mean, okay. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's t- go back to this. So it was a Moving thing. On. I said, I okay. So maybe this is what I do, and I didn't want to do a you know, Oh Holy Night, let's say, until I did something that was something like Hanukkah. So I looked at the different Hanukkah songs that were out there, and I, you know, I kind of was looking for, okay, what song can I, you know, as a singer, you always say, well, what song can I put my own stamp on, where I feel like uh, there's a reason that I should sing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you never want to sing a song where someone goes, well, yeah, I, that wasn't as that, that's why people don't sing you know we've spoken about Michael Jackson that's why people don't sing Michael Jackson songs or shouldn't <laughs> because mm-hmm. how are you going to sing it better than him either right. you're doing exactly. an imitation <laughs> mm-hmm. or you're doing a less good version most of the time unless you can really put your own stamp on it and find a, you know something that's unique about it and with you know holiday songs a lot of them have been done a lot so i was looking what can i put my own stamp on and i said well i'm not going to sing you know i have a little dreidel i made it out of clay you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and i looked at some of the other songs and there were some songs that i felt okay about but I, there weren't really any that i wanted to do and so i i said well wait wait i said i said wait you're a songwriter i mean i'm a, i'm a songwriter i'll write a hanukkah song <laughs> That's uh-huh. what I'll do, and that's what I did. And what was really exciting about this project, Ryan, for me as as, a, as an artist, is I put the project up on Kickstarter, which is a fan funding platform. Mm-hmm. And I actually got, by my fans and by people who wanted to see this music video that is now out, uh, they actually funded the project. So this wow. project was funded by my fans and by people who 
liked the song, the, the, the piece of it that I put up on, on that uh, website. And, you know, this was something that people really wanted, and people really wanted to hear from me. So that's how the project, ha- you know, came about. And the whole idea was that it was going to be not just a single, but also a really kind of fun, funny music video that, that you know, could, you know, bring a smile to people's faces. And, and right. that's what we've done. That's what we've done. I love that your reaction was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing that I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Okay. Well, sometimes people will tell you, you know. Sometimes people will tell right. you. I guess, guess you got to listen to the people. And the people wanted it. It's here. It's Hanukkah by Jeffrey Paul Bobrick. Here it is. We'll be right back with Jeffrey.
Yes, one of the happy birthday requests was from a couple. They gave $100, and they had me sing happy birthday to their daughter on her birthday. How old her was date of birth. She was zero. Oh, on wow. her sorry, on her literal day of her birth, I sang her happy birthday. Wow, that's quite now, a welcome. you know what? I have to chime in here, even though I'm chime. in the wind tunnel. That is <laughs> awesome because uh, I did the same thing when I watched my nephew come into the world. I just broke out into happy birthday, and my big sister, who that was her son, um, we all chimed in and started singing happy birthday, uh, even though she was still on the medication from the birth. So that was an epic happy birthday. The weird thing is, in the video, you can hear the O.J. Simpson trial in the background. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think right now I can hear the O.J. Simpson trial in the background. Dude, I'm trying to go up the street. I don't want to walk all the way up to 31st. And I'm, I have my phone out, but people are leaving me alone. They're, you know, now I'm just crazy I know, they're scared of you. The you're crazy. I know. Well, no, I know. I'm, just, I'm just on the black. You know, if I let my hair down, maybe they just know that I'm on the phone because I'm on the earpiece thing. Yeah, so... Your your nephew and your nephew then wound up at Carnegie Hall, no? Yes, my nephew and his school, Maricosta from uh, California out there at Ranchos Palos Verdes, sung at Carnegie Hall, which was absolutely beautiful. And now he's in the men's glee club at uh, Morehouse College in his freshman year. But let me tell you, oh, wow. this is the other thing that I've been dealing with. With his crazy butt, he got his laptop and iPad stolen, which I was thinking was something else that took place. Um, maybe a hazing thing, but, uh-huh. you know, he's 18 and he went out drinking, you know, 18, first year in college, whatever, and lost his wallet. So he's trying to get on the plane to get back home because he's ready to go home back to California, and that was priceless. In the midst of my nervous breakdown, crying, my big sister made me laugh because I was like, he's not going to be able to get on the plane with his college ID. So that was that was absolutely epic. Sorry, I'm going to mute it again. But he got home because his, his ass called me and told me he was having his first In-N-Out burger, you know, double-double animal style. So I was like, I hate uh, you right now. I love you, but I hate you. So, uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so uh, the, 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 the way, the reason he got to Carnegie Hall is because you sang happy birthday to him when he was born. Maybe, but I didn't sing it as well as that man just did. So that's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeffrey, um, well, that's just that's crazy. What was? Are you allowed to say what your highest donation was? Uh, Eight hundred. That's amazing. Damn. That is that um, is nice. That is nice because another. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And I, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just incredibly grateful because actually that eight hundred dollar donation, I won't I won't mm-hmm. say who it was, but. Um, but she's Jonathan someone that I, that, I, that I do know. She's, she's someone that I know. I don't know her that well, but I know her. You know, she's a fan, and mm-hmm. she's a great person, obviously. I, of course, I love her, um, but she actually contributed <laughs> to that project. She gave that 800 on the last day. If it was not for her, I do not know if I would have been successfully funded. So I consider her, you know, like, wow. like an angel for this project, and I'm incredibly grateful to her. Yeah, and then we got sure. some more after that, which was cool. That's awesome. Um, Tamika, what were you going to say? Nothing. I'm crossing the street. Okay. So, uh, Jeffrey, I also, you know, something has been, for the last uh, over, like, two and a half years now, no, 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 one and a half years, I have been uh, wondering something. Uh, it's regarding the uh, the anniversary hot mess 
extravaganza that, that we did at the Midtown Theater. Um, I had a lot of friends there. A lot of them are, you know, they're drunks. They drink all the time. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't curious about anything that they were drinking. But I remember you sitting there with a very elegant-looking glass of something red, and I'm wondering, I'm still wondering to this day, what what was in your glass? Oh, gee, a year and a half ago, I'm supposed to remember what was in my glass. Um, I mean, I remember you having it. Could have been red wine. I don't know. I don't think so. It didn't look whiny. It looked more. Uh, it looks a little yeah. clearer. No, not ringing a bell. I, I, you know, you know, I don't know what what I what I what I had to take to get me through the the anniversary show. <laughs> but um. <laughs> See, this is why people get in trouble. But go ahead. <laughs> no, I know. You know, who knows? Who knows what it was that actually was? You know. What what substances that, that that got me through that show? But but I don't remember, and maybe that's because of, maybe I don't remember because of what I was drinking. I'm I'm really not sure. But I don't think it would have knocked you out because I think you you just sat there sipping on the one drink. That's why I remember it so vividly. I don't think you had any more. Famous last words. I don't know what I was drinking, but it knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't know what it was. I, I I wish I could tell you, Ryan. Interesting. Um, you mentioned before, uh, you know, we talked about this before. Uh, I am of the mind that, that people should probably not cover Michael Jackson songs because they can't, uh, they can't, period. Um, they also, it's hard to, uh, it's very hard to do it as well as he did. And what you also cannot do, I think, in my opinion, you cannot make a Michael Jackson song any more contemporary than it already is. It can't be brought up to date because he's already done it. Um, and now there's this uh, this R&B artist, uh, The Weeknd, and uh, somebody, my my colleague, sent me a um, an MP3 or a, a thing on the Spotify to listen to this. Um, the Weeknd, and his song was called D.D., D.D.D. So then I listened to this song, D.D., by The Weeknd, this R&B artist, a new, new artist, and I realized heard that it, it was... It, you have heard it, okay? It's Dirty Diana, right? What's what's your take on it? I thought it was fine. <laughs> right. I mean, I liked it. Fine. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't think yeah. it was bad. I thought it was, no. you know, I thought it was solid. I, I liked it. I think. Listen, here's the thing. I mean, I think it's fun that people are are, are doing it. He's calling it DD. It's a little kind of tongue in cheek. Um, I, I did. Did I think it was as as good as Michael Jackson's version of it? No. But again, mm-hmm. you know, that's very difficult. Um, so I think if you can do a passable version of it and put your own spin on it, which I think that I think they did with DD, I thought it was fine. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was pretty much you know he was like you said before though is, is like a when you when you do Michael you're kind of imitating him and uh, it mm-hmm. just seemed like everything was very similar to the original and uh, yeah I thought it was fine as well mm-hmm. but uh, you know not just you can't you can't outdo the king. It's very difficult. Um, I, I saw um, the there was a Whitney Houston a tribute to Whitney Houston uh, that they that the Grammys put on a couple of uh, maybe it was a month ago I can't remember, and uh, Celine Dion who is a you know has a great voice um, did uh, one of her songs and she Celine Dion said you know I can't she said I can't do this the way you could do it but I'm going to do do the best I can, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I think right. when you are covering the you know the music of uh, someone who is so legendary and so distinctive and so good, um, as both of those artists were, um, 
you know, I think that's what you can do. You do the, you do, you do the best you can. Uh, there's a great story, uh, uh, Smokey Robinson story, and you've, you've probably heard this, Ryan, uh, where people come up to him and they go, I love the way you did, uh, you know, that Michael Jackson's Who's Loving You. Right. And Smokey's like, no, 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 that's my song. I'm yeah. not doing Michael Jackson's song. He did my song. I, that's my song. I wrote that song. That's my song. And that well, was the, the song is, that Michael mm-hmm. delivered when he was like 12 years old, delivered yeah. it with more grit than Smokey could at the time. Yeah, yeah. Michael, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. You, 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 you've got it exactly right, Ryan. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, he, he was the type of artist that when he, uh, you know, took a song, uh, whether he had written it or, or someone else had, had written it, he really, you know, he knew what he could do, and he knew what he was good at, and he and he picked, you know, good songs for, for his, you know, skill set as well, uh, and he made mm-hmm. it his own. So I think, uh, you know, <laughs> it's very, very, um, it's very difficult. There's a great, uh, great thing that you can find on uh, on YouTube, actually, in addition to my music video, which you can find on YouTube, it's Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what you, where should people go for your Hanukkah song? You know where they should on go YouTube? because, th- well, here's the great thing. Yeah, they can see it on YouTube, but I'm actually offering. There's an It's Hanukkah EP, which they can buy on iTunes or Amazon or all that, or on my website. But I'm actually offering the single of It's Hanukkah, what we just heard, for free um, on ah. it's, on www.itshanukkah.com. Uh, the spelling, I think I have a couple of these domain names, but the, the spelling that I'm using is um, it's, it's I-T-S, it's, and then Hanukkah, C-H-A-N-U-K-A-H, I-T-S-C-H-A-N-U-K-A-H.com. They can go to that site. They can see the music video. They can download the song for free. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Hanukkah, so we're giving it as a gift. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now you need to do seven more songs to give away as gifts. Uh, well, uh, well, well, we'll go one year at a time. Every year, maybe we'll do a song. <laughs> now then, then that's just Christmas. So okay. So what were you saying? The great YouTube oh. thing. Oh yeah, it's great. So um, Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson in the in the early mid '80s were hanging out a lot, and uh, Freddie had a song which he released on his solo album. Uh, I think it's called Mr. Bad Guy's the name of that album, but he has a song or had a song called There Must Be More to Life Than This. And there is, you can find it on YouTube and elsewhere. Um, basically, Freddie and Michael were hanging out, and Freddie was writing the song, and they were in a recording studio. And Freddie says to Michael, Let me play this, why don't you sing it? <laughs> and they recorded it, and you can hear it. There must be more to life than this. Um, and you can hear Michael Jackson singing a Freddie Mercury song. And Freddie's playing the piano on, on this on this track, and it's not even complete. There's even one point where Freddie goes, ad-lib. And Michael mm-hmm. ad-libs a line about uh, how sad it is to live in a world without children, something of that nature, interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful song. Point is, Freddie Mercury was one of the greatest, greatest, greatest singers of the 20th century. But when you hear Michael Jackson sing this song, imperfect though his vocal is. It's a one-take vocal of a song he just learned, and it's not even done. It's so, from my, from my point of view, Ryan, it's so moving. It's so beautiful. It's so vulnerable and pure. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So when you hear him sing this song, and you can hear Freddie sing it also on his own album, um, and they both do it very well, 
but you just really get how powerfully good this singer was, this this, this Michael Jackson guy. He's so good, so good. Sure. I'll have to check that out. What's the song title again? There Must Be More to Life Than This. Ah, very nice. Um, so, uh, Jeffrey, Tamika, uh, it, it is time to play a game we always play on the show called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you guys a list of things. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? Are you unmuted? Are we ready, Tamika? You got the fist going? I'm ready. Tamika? I'm ready. I got the fist going, okay. but I'm talking to a very nice gentleman, <laughs> right. Brian, who may be able to help me out. So what's good? Let's go. Oh. Okay, here we go. Let's open okay. it up. Oh, who's a mess? Someone get you. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Okay, first up. Uh, the fact that I, uh, a 30-year-old, and my, my colleague slash friend, uh, Michael, a 23-year-old, went to go see uh, Justin Bieber at Madison Square Garden two weeks ago. Is that hot or a hot mess? Jeffrey Paul Bobber? Baby, 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 oh. Um, sorry. Uh, hot. hot. No, that, All right. she needs to get something else going. <laughs> okay, Tamika, I take it you think it's a hot mess? Yes. I, anything associated with Justin Bieber is a fucking hot mess. Excuse me. Why, yes. though? I don't understand. He's so talented. He is talented. And the thing is, if he would just own up to the fact that he impregnated somebody, he would even he be hot. hot. My goodness. I, you're, like, you're like the only person who actually believes that Mariah Yater lady. That's because that chick... Did not lie. He said it was like a quick five minutes backstage. And I've been backstage working security sometimes. And stuff happens. So that's why I think that maybe something happened and maybe Justin doesn't remember it. But you have to remember, he's a young man. So it's not like, oh, sorry, it was a car. It's not like that, you know, no. I don't know. She, You know what? <laughs> if she impregnated somebody, then he, she just made history. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on. Is this, listen closely, is this hot or a hot mess? Here we go. One resident All describes right. her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. But then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, this a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I was for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Tamika, that's hot because she's like, and then the smoke got me. And stick. JPB, hot or hot mess? I, I, I agree that that's hot because, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Ain't nobody got time for this. You know, we got we got to we got to move forward. I like it. I say hot. All right. Thank um, you. Yeah. Continuing to move forward. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see what what else do we got here? Um, uh, how about Lindsay Lohan playing Elizabeth Taylor? Uh, Tamika, hot or hot mess? She needs to get her stuff. And I know we can curse on this because I've done it all night. Sorry. But she needs to get herself, her shit together. I think that was probably a hot mess. 
and JPV? I think Hot Mess as well. Um, you know, we'll see, but I, I, I would go with uh, I would go with Hot Mess. We, we agree. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And the last up on Hot or Hot Mess, um, uh, Fun, the band Fun. I want your take on this, Jeffrey Paul Bobrick, Hot or Hot yeah. Mess. <laughs> um, they're hot, you know. That they they're setting the world on fire, you know. They're they're hot. I wish I wrote that. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire and Tamika kiss. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with that right off the bat, so I really can't. You do. In. You know them. You know them. They are inescapable. What is it? Inescapable. It's you know. What is it's it? it's Let's What's set the, the world on fire, on oh, fire. No, that's, hot. that's a hot mess. That's a hot mess. Sorry. That's a hot mess. Yes, I am familiar with that. It's a hot mess. Sorry. Yeah, I told you you knew it. Oh, come on, Tamika. We had a professional singer just now giving us, serenading us. Well, that was hot. But <laughs> There you go. But you know what the thing is? I know, I know it's the wind tunnel again. I'm standing in front of a poster of One Direction. I actually like them, which is scary, because I saw them wait. on the Today Show. Yeah, right. Wait, wait, wait. What happened to you? You, you, you hot mess Justin Bieber, and now you're hotting One Direction. Is that what's going on right now? Yeah. What yes, did? I am. Well, because there's this <laughs> one guy that's really cute in One Direction that I actually like. It's uh, the one with all the hair. They have oh, to like uh, that's brush over. Harry Styles. Yeah, buddy, that guy. Did yeah. Think he's dating Taylor Swift. Oh, then that's a hot mess. That's unfortunate. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's Haley, unfortunate. Eminem, Eminem's daughter, Haley Mathers, tweeted at Taylor Swift, like, I know you're just dating him so that you can go and write, break up with him and write songs about how he broke your heart. You know what? Wendy Williams said the same thing. Really? She's like, why are they dating? Because he broke up with the Kennedy, or I think the Kennedy broke up with her. Crazy butt. And it's like, oh, no, she's going to make another song about breaking up with the Kennedy and now breaking up with this dude from London who seems like he's pulling a full train, but we don't know. We don't know the intricacies of that relationship. Seems like he's doing what? He seems like he's pulling a full train, like he ain't crazy. I'll I'll show you crazy. Don't make me tell the Barbie doll story again because I got another one for you. Oh, God, hold on. Jeffrey, have you heard that Singing with the full train behind him. I, I think it was pulling. Seems like he. I think it was seems like he's pulling a full train. Is that right? That's exactly what I said. It seems like he's pulling a full train. Yeah, like I think that kind crazy. of. That goes along the lines of you know one sandwich short of a picnic and and things like that. But no, I have never <laughs> heard that before. But I like I it. That, but that's why I'm using a black term because that's what my, my mama taught me. Is like, oh no, you don't even bother with him. He ain't pulling a full train. It's like we're not playing with a full deck of cards, you know. They, yes, yes. You know, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like being on, it's like being on the subway, and you see some – I took a friend of mine that was out here from Seattle. We were going, taking the subway and the bus to LaGuardia Airport, and um, he saw open seats, and he was going to sit down, and all I could say to him was, no, no, you're not doing that. And he looked over, and he was like, oh, good eye. Because we looked over, and the lady was playing with a life – Elmo doll, and now we're just finding out what this guy that used to be the voice of Elmo actually did, and it's like, no, oh. I'm not sitting by that. I'll stand. That's okay. <laughs> Tamika, what? Hold on. You say you have a new a new Barbie story? 
You know, I don't have a new Barbie story. I have a worse story than that. I told uh, your friend Kate Doyle about it when I got ran over by a BM, uh, BMW X5 after a and night of karaoke. I thought that's uh, when you sang karaoke, and then you're like, man, I got run over by a car. Yeah, man, I got ran over by a car up here in Washington Heights in Manhattan, Mad Manhattan. Um, I was hanging out with a few other theater folks. Somebody was trying to play a trick on somebody else. They put something else in the drink. I got it, unfortunately. It wasn't meant for me. Then I was just done. But then it's almost like, you know, homeboy story where he doesn't know what he was drinking. It, you know, it was two-for-one drinks. So by the time we're getting ready to leave, I ended up falling down in front of a car garage, and I see this BMW X5 coming toward me, and thank God I rolled out of the way, and it rolled over my right arm. But I had my large mm-hmm. winter jacket on, and that was it. But the Barbie when, story is much better. When? Wait, when was this? Like two years ago, man. Oh, and then, you okay. know, you know, you know, no, no, I can't hang out like that no more. Okay. You know, I just had a birthday. Um, I, ain't, I ain't trying to hang out like that no more. Wow. Jeffrey, have you ever um, just passed out in front of a BMW? Or a parking garage? Or fell down? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but you, you know, we'll see. But you seem to have recovered quite well. I mean, you're, you know, you're still making the fist, and you know. Well, nothing. You know what? Nothing was broken. Nothing happened. I, I still got home. My uh, housemate that I was staying with helped me up to my room. I oh lost my gosh. My, I, 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 I lost the BlackBerry, the CrackBerry thing, and now mm. I'm with the, I'm now with the iPhone. But it, you know, God watches out for His fools, which I'm hoping God will watch out. For my housing as well, so you know, it's just Jeffrey, I'll chalk it up said, to another thing. Tamika, one time, Tamika goes, well, "No, no, I'm not going to do karaoke because I, I had a bad experience with karaoke." And I said, "What happened? What happened last time you did karaoke?" She's like, "I got run over by a car." <laughs> and that's why I don't do. You know what? It was on Valentine's Day, and I unfortunately sang "Modern Love," and that was it. Tamika, do you know what the problem is? Tamika, the problem was that night you weren't, you weren't, was it? You weren't carrying a full train with you. (laughs) No. You didn't have a full train. That's what happened. I I wasn't a full train, and the drink was spiked and whatever, so. Uh, maybe you know, I, maybe Tamika was drinking that red stuff from from uh, your. Well, it was vodka. It was vodka cranberry. I mean, what? Come on. That's probably what it was, Jeffrey. Right? That's probably what it was. Probably vodka cranberry. There you go. Well, that's it's really. I that's feel, exactly I, what it was. It was two for one drinks, and it was just, hmm. you know, whatever. I, well, all I can say know, is now I'm that I know what I was point. drinking, now that I know what I was uh, drinking, and that I wasn't carrying a full train that night. I'm just very grateful that there was no karaoke at your anniversary show, Ryan. I'd have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah, because then you may have gotten hit by a car. You got hit by a car out on the street. Exactly. I wasn't hit. They rolled slowly over me. They rolled I think they slowly thought, over you. I think they were gone. It was, see, that's how I was still conscious. I just did, That's why I was able to roll, because otherwise it would have rolled over my entire right side of my body, and it only hit my arm. My, between the elbow. So, you know, when you get older now with the weather changing, stuff starts hurting, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is, And then I realize, I, you know, I have to remind myself, oh, that's why it hurts is because it got crushed by a BMW X5. You know, not no little car. It was a damn SUV, but it's still like, whatever. 
that's when the armor is because it got crushed by SUV. I'm still, you know what? I'm still standing. The, the, the thing is, I had my heavy winter coat on, which is like the the North Face coat, like it feels like an extra body on you, and that protected me. That was the only reason that there was nothing else more serious than that. So, you know. and again, like I said, God watches out for us fools. It was just, I will never sing karaoke ever again because I can't do it. <laughs> All right, so we get, we got to wrap it up. Uh, Jeffrey, any anything coming up that you want your fans to know about? Uh, really, just uh, what I want them to do is enjoy this music video. This is a really fun music video. They can go to itshanukah.com. They can download the song. They can see the video. They can share it. This is a song. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish. It doesn't matter if you're Jew-friendly. You're going to love it. All I'm going to say, Ryan, is that Santa Claus is in my Hanukkah video playing air guitar. Well, I'm on the I'm in the wind tunnel playing air, so we got it. Especially, especially what you call it, Americana. That's funny because I don't smoke anything, what? but that's funny. Marijuana, marijuana, yeah. Marijuana. So I just made up a new word. Yeah, that's that's the Adam Sandler song. But I actually referenced that in the song. I referenced Adam Sandler. So yeah, at at uh, at itshanukkah.com, they can they can see it, they can hear it, they can download it for free. And uh, they can have a, a holiday gift, no matter who they are. All right, it's Hanukkah.com. Right. His main site is ilovejpb.com. Uh, I, uh, I, hey, Jeffrey, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. It's been thank really you, fun. Jeffrey. I appreciate you putting up with the wind tunnel and stuff. And now that I pulled my <laughs> phone out, no, no one's accosting me here on the uh, 37th and uh, Broadway here. No, it's totally fine. Astoria. It's totally fine. You know, that's your revenge for my running over your arm. I, I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was, it, it was Jeffrey Paul Bobrick in the <laughs> SUV with the it, it, it was BMW X5 running me over. All right, that's cool. <laughs> So I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence, and Tamika, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with it? I bend it backwards, strip her to her panties, uh, burn her nipples on the stove, set her hair on fire, and then leave it before, you know, my, my blessed mother is now up in heaven. I left it for her to find, and she just asked, what's wrong with you? So uh, I, th- I, th- I think we can just see paper towels on tonight, yo. Right? Paper towels. Good night, everybody. Leave her in some draws. Bye. Bye. We Bye.